Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already. All right, let's head down to Corpus Christi. Let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb this morning, see what he's up to. Morning, Cliff. How's it going? Oh, good, buddy. See, you got back home all right. That's good, oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking, I bet, your, I bet that Labrador was good. Glad to see you. What is she? Oh, yeah. She came out of her depression state real quick. <laughs> That's what you were saying. She didn't oh, like you leaving. Isn't that That's something funny, how isn't dogs it? are by people? Mm-hmm. You can come home at midnight and they'll get up and greet you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of yeah. like that old saying, uh, go to the grocery store and uh, lock your lab in the trunk with your wife, and then when you come in from shop, come back out from shop and open the trunk and see who's glad to see you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, too. That was the good one, too. It's so true, man. So true. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, it was man, it was just awesome having you down here, Mickey. Man, I just really cool. That was man. fun, that was buddy. Really cool. I wish I could do it more Good. often. I know, and I wish it was a little closer for you. Tack on, man. Mm-mm-mm. I know it. That's that's why I like coming down there. It's a different world. But, yeah, at least we caught the right weather. You know, the next day, Wednesday, we just humping, dude. But you know, Thursday, well, I, I got Wednesday, on. It came up yeah. here Wednesday too, man. It was it was screaming Wednesday morning. Yeah, it was nuts. Cold yeah. east wind. You know, we we were on that deep rock pattern trying to fish those fish in five foot of water. We we're catching some nice fish. I think you caught one probably over four pounds. Yeah. And then I, you know, we went up back in another spot. I told you it was too clear. We got there too late. Well, on Thursday, I got against that shoreline. You know, real real early with one guy, John, really good fisherman. And I got in there. You know, and it was about thirty to forty five minutes of fishing. It was just turn the switch off in that clear water. As soon as that sun came up, that bite right. was gone. I it bet. was crazy. But you know, I caught that one about seven. Then maybe another one about maybe five, then a few reds and then a few other trout, and it just switched. 
Right. And it was the same thing when you and I were there. The birds sitting everywhere in the water, five foot of water, but not the size fish we want. You know, just right. fish, fish. We had to catch them. You could, you could drive down the shoreline to smell those. You couldn't see them, but you could just smell them. There's that many fish. They weren't really slicking, but it's funny how you could just smell the fish when they get thick. Well, there's so many in the water, it smells like when you have a bunch of mullet in the water, you know, that bait yeah. smell. Yeah, and that was just crazy, all those seagulls sitting there, you know, and just we couldn't get anything over maybe, you know, 16 inches out of there. Most of the bigger fish are up shallow. And, uh, you know, that tournament, all those guys, that tournament that last week and caught everything in, you know, neat eat water, just incredible. Up really shallow, and, you know, you got to have right. a boat get up in there real shallow and in real deep mud, but it was still was amazing. But uh, most of the winning fish come from Mansfield. You know, a lot of these guys still crop coming up. I mean, when oh, I can't uh, wait. We were going in Monday, and you said, "Hey, watch this, man!" You pulled up on the edge of the intercoastal. We're fishing that ledge, and that's every cast is a is a juvenile fish. My Mm -hmm. goodness, yes, it's going to be something, man. It just uh, and it was so weird what happened in our summer when that water temperature got so hot. A lot of our fish went south, but now things are changing. Things are coming back, and a lot of fish were in the middle of the bay. Now they're getting back on the shorelines. We're catching them, but those fish are harder to catch when they're out there in the middle of the bay like that. When they get up in the grass and the rocks, they're easier to catch. So um, I'm looking for a good day Monday. I'm thinking Monday with that 36 degrees, there ought to be some fish in the mud. It's, the wind's supposed to die down. I can't imagine it going from 35 and putting the brakes on and going to six or seven like they're talking Monday. I hope they're yeah, right. because usually you'll pull a northeast wind that next day when that high pressure slides, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got guys on Monday. That's just a hard call. You know, do you call it on? I think it's going to be good. You know, I'm thinking the temperature alone will push these fish in the mud. So, you know, I just hope they're right on the wind. So yeah. we'll see what happens, you know. Well, that was, that was a lot of fun. That's a good crew, you know, John and uh, Raphael. Oh, God, what a couple of good guys, man. I yeah. They were fun. They're They'll good grand. fishermen, too. They'll they just did, keep man. chunking. Yeah, that They're was good, fishermen. man. But, uh, hell, you're a heck of a fisherman, Mick. I was so impressed with your fish. you got a great uh, soft plastic uh, twitch there. I've never seen anybody work soft plastic quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> that way you hold that rod, that reel in your hand, loose it like that. I look over watching, look at that thing, and that, that thing's doing the macarena on the bottom. i never seen so much action. That was good stuff, dude. That, that's that's how i do it it you know what caused that for me to even hold my reel and my rod in my hand like that i like to i smashed all four fingers on my uh left hand to hold my rod in with mm-hmm. a trolling motor and uh mm-hmm. back when i i had that big hydrosport and i had a troll motor on the back and it would get stuck it needed oil in and all that but uh i hit the throttle to push it down and i had my hand laying there on that bracket where it Hey, and that thing went down wide open, and oh my goodness! And uh, oh, it made me change the way I held my rod, you know, with the trigger mm-hmm. between your ring finger and your middle finger, and just right. kind of let it just sit in there and not grip it or anything. Just barely have my thumb over the top of the reel, and it just uh, it changed the way I fished, and for the better. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got a great action there. I was, I was I, when you put on that Houdini. That little Houdini sea shad there, that was a smoker. That's what you caught that big one on, I think, that little sea yeah. shad. And that's what I lost that big one on, too. That, that Yeah, tub. man, I, was, I wish we could have seen that fish. Nah, he, man. he was coming up, man. He was fixing to show himself and just pulled loose. I mean, but I Don't missed that fish that? three I... times before I caught it. He, he kept yeah. following it. He was just pushing and, that bait around. Yeah. He didn't want it. And the same thing happened on the fish we were catching on Thursday. We'd tap it, bump it. I missed him, and you stop it for a second and it, he might hit it 20 feet front of you 10 feet front of him but he hit it again 
It's yeah. like you say, they're pushing around. And so all those fish were hooked in the side of the face or in the bottom of the jaw where they're pushing to the bottom. That's you know? it. Pushing them baits you know, so. around. Mm-hmm. But that little PV was working too, man. <laughs> that, little, that was Fried good. We, we caught some fish on it. To, yeah, <laughs> that was good stuff, PV. man. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, that was fun. Just, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and I learned a lot. I mean, I watched you and how you'd set that boat up. And I said, this guy's a real deal. You know, I fished with a lot of good fishermen over the years. And I'd look up on that bow and you'd have, I mean, look at the perfect boat position he's putting everybody in to throw. I don't know. Out. I banged a few rocks there too, buddy, didn't I? Hey, well, you hey, banged that one. Hey. But, I mean, hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you know? It was cloudy. How do you see it? I mean, it was so That's cloudy. That's the problem, too. And I use that vermilion lens when it's cloudy just to see the off color of the rocks. That's but what man, I do. I like that, that, uh, chain, you know? that amber mm-hmm. vermilion lens. Man, it, uh, we can too. see the those rocks day, good. helps me a lot. But, you know, I'll get, I'll get doing something, somebody catching fish, I'll be looking at something, I'll get just a little bit too close to shore or too close to a clump of rock, and boom, you hit one. You know, you hang up a second, you got to move out. But it's funny how those fish, they want to stay on the deep side of those rocks. Yeah, you get up on that shallow that side, they want to stay deep. And, yeah, they want the stuff coming over those rocks to ambush it when they're laying deep. They're camouflaged, they're dark backs laying on that bottom down there, and they just not see. But another thing is getting those fish out of those rocks, and that's fun. You know, that's yeah. like getting like getting bass out of heavy structure. You know, getting them out of there is kind of tricky. Yeah, because if they take you over one, you're done. I don't care yeah, what kind done. of line you're throwing. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll cut braid, too. They'll cut that braid, oh, especially yeah. under power. You know, we've lost some toads in there. God almighty. And I think about all the years that we fished with broken backs and, you know, just mono line and stuff. And we caught a lot of fish, but, you know, we lost a lot of fish. Nothing you can do about it. Now the our rods are stiffer, and, you know, we can pull them out of there a little bit. But then, you know, I learned something, too, with fishing with you guys. So you're, you're fishing a different technique with, with a, a limber rod than I have, but you get so much more twitch on the action, so much more forgiveness. So the fish picks mine up. I telegraph him quicker than you do because you have a little forgiveness in that rod. So he picks it up a little bit. You got to he, – he has a second or so before he realizes he has it. In other words, sometime on my stiffer rod, if he hits me mid-swing or something, I've already put a little pressure on him. He spits it. And so yeah. it's, you know, it's, you know, what, it's, it's just how you, you know, what rod do you like? So I, I go back and forth to that decision. Do I want a little more limber rod? So a little more forgiving on the, on the field, or I don't want that stiffer one so I can get him out on, out of that rock. So it's just a, exactly. it seems like there's no perfect spot, you know, no perfect rod there for no, that. No, it's just, you know, and the, and the reason I stuck with that real, you know, noodle that I was fishing with, because it was calm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I yep. had my stiffer rod in there in case the wind got up when it's real windy so it doesn't right. blow that tip back down. You can stay in contact with your That's lure it. better. And, uh, and remember, I broke that one off, and I instead of retying, I just went ahead and grabbed my other rod, the stiffer rod, and I fished with it for 10 minutes and never had a bite. And as soon as I yep. re-rigged my light rod, first cast, I caught mm-hmm. one. I said, look at that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's people don't think that uh, rods and tackle and size jig heads and all that matter, but it does, man. Yeah, like Big Jay was. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you and Plot were talking about jig heads. Boy, that is a that is a game changer. You get a guy that, with a certain jig head on, he'll smoke you if you don't go to it. And just don't be stubborn. You know, if he won't give you one, try to match it what you got. You know, I, I'm bad about that too. I ain't fishing that stuff he's got there. You know, but you know, hey, you'll get whooped. But it's funny. But uh, I ain't another thing, I'm proud of you. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, I'm not anymore. If they're, I'm not uh, hard catching them on topwater butterflies. Yes. I got my net and I'm on I'm, a bank trying yes. to get me one. <laughs> that's it, buddy. That's it, man. 
but I like I liked all how those fish were just a lot of them weren't really thumping it that, that first day or so. They just no, barely it was picked a light bite. I mean, you had to be bite, on you know? your game, and if you got your rod up too high while you're working the lure back, mm -hmm. if he hits you on the top, then you were handcuffed. You couldn't get the hook. Mm -hmm. in. But I think about what started See, that day. That's when fishing's I, fun to me when it's like that. That's fun trying yeah, to figure yeah, them out and making them eat, man. Trying to figure them out and trying to find out what they want, what color what they you want, call what it? depth Force they're feeding out. them. Force yeah, we were forcing a lot of them. We were, man. Oh man, they just weren't eating. You know, it's funny how how that works. But I think the one of the neatest things that day is we pull over and all those nail guys were on that bank. You Wasn't had that the big, cool. yeah, the cow nail guy, and then the babies and that big old bull walked out. That was a big bull nail guy, man. I'd have shot it. Something. I'd have t rolled his butt. That's a big one. Well, he used to shoot those nail guy. You know those big those big trophy nail guy. You know. And the guy says, well, what about, what about the meat? And I said, well, you know, you like jerky? <laughs> I, said, I said, man, the back trap's good, but you take those big old giant old bulls, man, you got to have some tenderizer and that stuff. Lots of ground meats, all I can tell you. Now the, the cows are fantastic, or the young bulls. Yeah. You know, they're, they're about as good. Half-grown half -grown, uh, cow nail guy's really good eating. It's right up there with the axis. It really is. Right. Hey, let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll come right back to you, buddy. Uh, Hang on right, a second. All right, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 618 here in the Bayou City. Real quick note, you know, the Belleville Meat Market is one of our great sponsors we've had on the show for a long time. Well, their high school football team beat Wimberley 35-33, so Belleville, the Bramers, are going to state. How about that? That's cool. I know the Poffenberger brothers will be quite happy over that. All right, let's go back to Cliff Webb. All right, Cliff, we're back, man. All right, buddy. Had to do a little shout-out to the Belleville Bramas. Yeah, I got some other talking Bramers. on the phone. I can, bar I can barely hear you. I got some other voices on the on – the... 
Do we need to redo the call? Sometimes I don't know. I just got a bunch of cell phone. Yeah, I got a bunch of talking. I can barely hear you, but somebody else talking in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't we uh, hang up and I'll have uh, Jace call you back and reconnect. Sometimes and on the cell signal, it'll do that because I'm not hearing it. It's yeah. on your end. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, right Mick. I can barely All hear right. you. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Jace calling back and uh, we'll uh, redo this call, get it clear because that is aggravating. I've had that happen a lot on my cell phone. You know, you'll get on a call and you can hear yourself talking after you say something. It, you know, it's like an echo. It drives you nuts. But uh, we'll get it right. Just a connection thing. Modern-day technology. Nothing like it. <laughs> but, no, congratulations to, to Belleville. That's pretty cool. Little old town up there. Pretty place. With the best meat, meat market in Texas, in my books. That's uh. I love to go up there and shop. We used to go play golf a lot up there right around the corner from Belleville and New Home and play a golf course called the Falls. Boy, that was a beautiful place. Good little golf course, too. Deer. And you play in the spring, you walk down the banks on the fairway and look in those ponds, you can see those big old bedding bass. Did you get him back? All right, one second. All right. Just let me know, and I'll go to him. But, no, that was pretty going up there and playing golf. And, man, those deer, just, you got to wait for the fairway to clear before you can hit a ball. Too many deer on it. It's pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. That was always good. But, on a brighter note, I don't know. Did this cell phone just totally go off the grid? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you got him? All right, Cliff, we're back. Let's try that. Yeah, that's much better, man. That's there much better. Go. That's much better. There you Sometimes go. Sorry you're getting that, that in-between <laughs> connection on a cell phone. You know, mine uh-huh. does it at times, and it drives you nuts because you got all that echo and that other talk. You can hear yourself talking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hear somebody else talk. I hear James talking in there. You know, I started James talking about mosquitoes in there, so I don't know what was going oh, on. Oh, really? There, that well, that was coming yeah. off our end then. Yeah, it was coming off there. I could just hear it, though, but that's all good. But, hey, that's a great picture you sent me there. Wow, that's a, that's a toad. Is that a big male trout or what? Chad That's Pedrick's big. customer caught that, I guess, yesterday. Uh-huh. My, you know, Mr. Jolly caught a 31-inch one about 30 years ago, and we should have had that thing certified. That was the biggest male I've ever seen. It was real skinny. It wasn't, like, wasn't nothing like that. That's a big one, man. I don't know how big that one was, but it's definitely bigger. But, uh, yeah, and, and it's so funny because where they're fishing, you know, that tournament, or, <laughs> some of those guys were spending the night in sleeping bags and get up in that – that one little area they're fishing back in there. They're fighting over that one spot. Good. Get up in sleeping bag there and sleep at, get there at three o'clock or two o'clock in the morning and sleep in a sleeping bag in the boat to fish there the next morning. <laughs> getting, yeah, it's a crazy oh, what man. people do for those big I don't think I'm that mad at them anymore. Uh, I, I used sure to like, be, but you know, Yeah, I sure stuff. like my own bed. I'm too old to be laying on the hard floor of a boat <laughs> in a sleeping bag, man. Hey, man, those tournament guys, some of our good buddies are doing that. Hats off to them. That, that's really wanting to win. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wanting stuff, to get them, baby. <laughs> that's wanting to get them bad, Bubba, but that's good. Oh, man. boy. But, well. uh, you know, and, and you guys are saying something about these. I think the best is yet to come on these fish. We're just now getting getting to the zone. I mean, it's, this this is what so changed so much about what Packery did to my system on the winter fishing in December. Packery changed our winter fishing really strong in December. Before, we didn't have a lot of current in the intercoastal canal and not a lot of right. barge traffic. So in the wintertime, all these fish would push off to the flats, these 
these bunch of fish that are trying to migrate into the bay, into the Corpus Christi Bay, and, and out into the Gulf, you know, through Port Aransas, they kind of stack up at the causeway there like a dam. It just dams them up. And the intercoastal uh-huh. fishing on the drop-off is just fantastic. For three or four weeks, you're catching some nice fish, just seagulls sitting all over the drop-off, and intercoastal ICW, and you're working the toilet bar. Well, now there's so much current. From Packery being in there, the current flow is really good. Well, those fish are moving so fast, they're getting that current, and they go through so quick, they don't stage on that edge. And right. Joe and I were talking about that, how, man, they'll be in there, and you, you'll get the, a time where you have a neutral tide. You can whack them for maybe 45 minutes or so. Then that current gets going where, you know, you just don't catch them like we did. But the other thing that it did, it cleared the dead grass off our shorelines in the upper end of the Gunamandri. So it has a, a good and bad thing. So it cleared the grass up. It changed the sand spots. Every time we go fish the King Ranch shoreline, every year you, you think you go back, you mark these sand holes where it's really good. You go back right. and make sure those sand holes are gone, covered up with grass. You got new ones. A lot to do with the ducks picking the grass up, the, the seed off the bottom and picking it. They're moving mm-hmm. the grass beds around. But it's funny how, you know, just a channel can change everything. And it's 90% for the good. It's, you know, right. clear our water up. It did a lot. But it did do one thing. It slowed our intercoastal fishing down this time of year. You know, they're, they're more in the crash channels, the channels that run, you know, side sideways to the you know, yeah, coastal par- parallel, exactly. cross them. They're, they're kind of get out of that current and they'll be in those little crash channels and you get up there and catch them, you know, but, uh, it's, it's amazing how I've, I've watched our system change. Our patterns have changed here because a lot of times this time of year, I would have people just want to not wait fish, want to fish out of the boat. We catch you know, 100, 150 fish off that drop off of the trolling motor, never get your feet wet. And now, you know, it's uh, there's some of the side channels, but you're better off to, you know, get in a boat and drift deep mud, you know, in the, instead of staying yeah, in all Along that, that intercoastal, you know, in those shallow parts, where are you able to wade? Can you wade that? Is the bottom hard it's enough so to wade down there? It's so boggy. That's kind of what I figured being right next to the channel like that. It'd be tough to try and yeah. wade that and then throw down that ledge. You know, I'd get this all the time, Mickey, in the land cut when Doug and I'd work that drop off the land cut. In the springtime, that land cut was phenomenal. 20 miles of fish pulling into that southeast current get sucked into that cut, and they were spawning in that cut because the barges weren't blowing them off the edge. Exactly. So they would get in there for six weeks, and there'd be fish all over that drop off. And you'd have somebody, well, hey, man, y'all catch them on the boat. I really catch some big ones waiting. No, you won't. You drop them off. About 30 minutes ago, let me back in the boat. They're, they can only walk 10 feet. You're knee deep, knee deep in mud, and I've covered 10 times more area. And also, I'm throwing in the grass like a shrimp or a bait fish and pulling off the drop off where the fish are. I'm right. not throwing it over the fish and pulling it back. It's not natural. Well, you, you know, got a, you got a better angle for catching when you work it out of the boat like that. And you could drop it on top of them. You think about when you pull it over that edge with a high rod tip and let then let your rod tip fall. It falls directly in front of their face. Yep. Now you throw out deep and you bring it in. Unless you drop your rod tip right at the edge, you're not going to catch them. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just it's just hard to, it's hard to, unless you throw parallel to the edge, but I, you just I'm cover so you. much more water, so much more water with that trolling motor. That's one of the only times I say that I can catch more fish with a trolling motor on a drop off than you can wade when they're like that in those cuts. Right. And we lose we use a lot of a lot of trolling motor, Mickey. I don't know if you guys do that, but we use a lot of trolling motor here. I couldn't live yeah. without mine. I just. Right. Uh, you know, I remember back in the 80s when I had, they didn't even make good trolling motors back then. You had to buy them old cheap ones like Shakespeare and, and garbage like that. And they could just barely yeah. move your boat, but uh-huh. it was just enough when it was calm, when you were working birds or an open water school of fish. Hey, that was, 
the cat's whisker oh, and uh, everybody started catching on to it and saying, Hey, you gotta have a trolling motor. Yeah. If you want to nuke them like I'm doing, you better get yes, one sir. or watch a show. How do, you, how do you work the birds without it? You know I mean? You yeah. got one, you can Buffalo hunt like they do run in there and charge in the middle of them and get a yeah, piece of gas. Let, and bust uh, up John Wayne, uh, Rambo yeah. approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rambo approach, but you know, that doesn't work too good here, but you know, and you think about how much garbage I had in that boat trolling motor. They built all kind of aluminum switches. And down here, you saw how salty it is. I mean, your zippers rust off on your jackets. And so those trolling motors would rust on that boat like you would not believe. You better have a thing of WD-40 to spray on your trolling motor in the morning to get it down. Yeah, you, <laughs> your, your maintenance level is a lot higher down there in ours. And boy, it's I, a lot higher. I really it? like your boat and the way you got it rigged. And those seats behind that console, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to rob a bank or something. I got you covered. But I'm gonna yeah. uh, I'm gonna end up with a pair of those behind my console. That's that, that is the only way to ride right there, bro. That is incredible. Those stock shockwave seats. Well, I, I talked to Chris and he came over the other day to check my boat out and all that stuff. He always comes over and checks my boat. He's put a light on my cow. He's the nicest guy, man. Isn't he something else, said, man? He's he something he is. And yeah, he said. I said Nicky's gonna call. I said, well, give me my cell number. I'll hook him up on those seats. So when I hang up, I'll send you Chris's cell number because he'll get you those seats. But you know, you talk about a game changer for an old guy like me. So I don't get beat up. I run an hour. I run 50 miles sometime one way. Yeah. I mean, that's what we did both mornings going all the way down. I mean, and I'm just sitting. It's like I'm sitting in my recliner in the bed, you know, in my den. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes a difference when you're doing two or three days in a row. I wish I'd have had that on those flat bottoms I used to run. Oh, my God. Those pancakes. Oh, (laughs) Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, your boat rides so good anyway. But, I mean, just Mm -hmm. a difference. You could take a bottle of water and stick it on the console in the cup holder, and it'd slosh your water out. And you'd hold it in your hand; it wouldn't even slosh it. It just smooth yeah, as silk. Yeah, pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I was, I'm really impressed with that that shockwave seat. And then Chris showed me how to lever on it to adjust for your weight. I, right. I didn't. I didn't do nothing with. It. I just put it in there. Now I got to adjust it. Even works better. You know, but uh, boy, and you know, all these tournament guys have that Mickey because these guys are running. You know, they're God, they're running two or three hours sometime wide open. They got to have those seats. Yeah, you know that's that's part of the tournament deal. You can't compete against somebody when you can't walk. You can't take your fish to the weigh-in because you can't bend over. And here's this guy <laughs> that ran from from Matagorda to the Bath and Bay, and he's feeling good because he's got the shockwave seats. It's true. It's Call true. Life lad. <laughs> yeah, I need a ride, man. I'm I'm hurting. <laughs> I know, and I feel like that some days, man. Well, we've yeah. had some pounding rough boat rides over the years. Yeah, and I was I was I was laughing at one of my friends telling me. He, he texted in one of my, our good buddies here. He said, uh, he says, yeah, you and Mickey thought, sound like you're falling apart. And I wanted to tell him, well, I haven't, you know, I, I got a little more wear and tear on my body than, than you guys sitting yeah. around the deck. I just tell stuff. him, I said, hey, y'all just wait. Wait till you get 70 <laughs> years old and been on the bay all your life. And you tell me you're not falling yeah. apart. Yeah, the ones that's been out there, they're falling apart at our age. Severe, you know, it's funny. severe sun damage, everything uh-huh. beat up, broke up. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's funny luckily, my friends I, look a lot younger than me and they're, they're the same age i am they look a lot younger than me. well that uh <laughs> that sun takes its toll it's called severe sun damage <laughs> it's definitely you know God i don't care money. how much block you've used it uh it's helped yes, but i mean it's just it's yes. the weathering you take over the years it's mm-hmm. well, well you look alive. at your equipment you look at your equipment mickey you know, I got, yeah. I've been through 40 boats, all this trucks. I mean, just amazing. Look at your equipment. Well, think what it's doing to you. You're in that equipment. You're in that equipment. <laughs> You're in there That's with it. Them. You're part of you the know, equipment. So you are. part of the equipment there, dude. And, you know, but it's all good. It's so glad to still be here and being able to do it. But uh, I was so glad you finally got to come down, man, and uh, 
I hope you get to come back down in the spring or something. With yeah, a we're going to try and uh, get something up for April. Mm-hmm. Come back that's in a, April. That's a no-brainer. You know, Doug Bird says after tax day, April 15th, he said that's the magic day because the fish are in the same pattern. The wind's out of the same direction. The fish are in the same place for six, seven weeks. And it's so mm-hmm. true because by then – they're going to be where they're going to be, and they're, you know, it's pretty consistent fishing. April, May, June, that's pretty consistent down here for top water stuff like numbers of fish, good fish. Right. Well, right now, they're just constantly changing areas, just constantly moving around. They're moving around. They're scattered out. It got warm, but maybe this front will help you. It'll, uh, it'll ball them up again, you know, concentrate oh, most them. definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to Monday. I think it's going to be Heck good. yeah, man. That's, uh, that was, uh. You know, I've been coming down there a long time, all up and down this coast, and that's uh, the calmest I've seen it in Corpus Christi ever. To so spend three <laughs> days down there and never see the wind blow over, you know, yeah, 12, 15 miles an hour. Yeah. And the water quality is incredible here, isn't it, Mickey? For clean water, it's pretty you amazing. You shut down once out deep. We were idling into that shoreline, and I looked down. I said, man, what is it, about a foot and a half here? He said, no, it's six feet deep right here. It looked like I could yeah. just reach out and touch the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want to jump out, and your waders will be too short. <laughs> I heard that. I, I told my buddy the other day, we were talking last night, he said, yeah, man, I got I got excited. I, a bunch of fish in shore, and I, I, I trolled up there, and I jumped out too quick, and I went over my wader. I said, no, you can go over your waders. Your waders are too short. That's it. <laughs> You're too short. Your I've waders done, are too short. I've done that too. You get so excited, you can't wait to get to the bank. You just can't wait to get there, and you pile out too deep. You know, go, God dang, Cliff, just wait another minute. You know, I still get excited. It's <laughs> terrible. You know, see those oh, mullet flipping. You see a little slick come up. You just got to get in there. You know. Well, we're coming up on corky season, Bubby. Man. Yep. Man. Corky season, and uh, I was uh, the first day they hit those soft deans pretty good. I caught, caught yeah, quite a few fish yes. on that pink soft yes. dean. And you know, see that when Mike came, when Mike came here, there was a soft dang bite, big time. And yeah. we had a little more grass with you, though, Mickey. We had a little bit more grass. Yeah, know? yeah, I kept I grassing up quite a bit. And yeah, I, I I'd wait, you know, till it, the lanes cleared up a little bit, and you see there wasn't a lot of grass in the water, and then you go back to it, and then you get bit. But they they won't <laughs> bite that lure with all that grass hanging off of it. No, they won't, man. They sure won't, man. Well, it was good. And, uh, well, how I was about deer hunting? You uh, you gonna go this week? You said you. Were I gotta gonna go put some corn to feed today. I gotta go this this thing. And man, Barry sent me a picture of a monster deer he killed over there. Just a huge ten point. Oh, I think it's gotta awesome. be like 20, 25 inches wide. Just one of his oh, one of his clients. Lord. Yeah, I said it's. I can't. I don't. Have, I forgot to ask him how wide it was. He sent me the picture, but I'll send you a picture. But God, what a beautiful deer! Man, and deer. You know, like that Woodsboro area coming out of the what what's the deal with woodsboro that's three book deer come out of woodsboro i don't one, know one, but one that's reason. you know they're it's having nuts. a hell of a year i mean that's yeah. you know it runs in cycles like that you just mm-hmm. never know mm-hmm. i'm hoping blaine uh, is going to kill something have you heard anything down it's, there uh, uh he just hadn't had the weather yet but he's fixing to get okay. some weather and and hopefully it'll things will pick up i hope it does because yeah. i'm ready to go man if know, not i'll just I'm... come fish with you <laughs> well come on man come fishing anyway. on your way down that's it dog <laughs> All right, All right, Cliff, somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you in Corpus, how they get a hold of you, bud. All right, Mickey. I'm in area code 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks well, hey, for having me on, Mickey. Hey, Great thanks to have again you for uh, what you did for us, man. Great job, oh, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, me too. Pleasure's all mine, Mickey. Thank you, buddy. You too, Cliff. See you, buddy. All, all right. right. That's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 640 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to uh, Lake Livingston, Pinwall Campground, and Marina. Let's check in with Harry Detant this morning. Good morning, Harry. How you doing, bud? Hey, Mickey. It's a, it's a really a nice morning here. It's about uh, 67 degrees. No wind. Everything's looking pretty good. Got a little bit of a Drizzle last night, but uh, it looks like we're going to have a really pretty day today. It sure does. Yeah, warmed up uh, before that front hits tonight. It did. It did, you know. And uh, uh, I hope it doesn't get – I don't think it's supposed to get that cold, is it, Mickey? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, down here, we're supposed to be about 36 uh, Monday morning. Oh. Yeah, oh, so Lord. you're going to be freezing up there. Oh, yeah. That ain't good. No. Frost on the pumpkin, buddy. Frost <laughs> on the pumpkin is right. That'll be all right. Let her come on. We'll get it over with, you know. And maybe I'm not dressing these leaves out of the trees. And, and uh, you know, tell you the truth, you know, the leaves have been hanging on the trees. Seems like longer this year than what they normally do. I don't know. They're sure turning, but everything's pretty good. You know, I mean, you know, the lake we're right back at normal pool just maybe just slightly under not much but just a little bit and i think the release down the dam is around 1500 cubic feet a second more or less right so everything's kind of kicking along uh uh it was a really up here is a really a, a quiet week this week i mean uh there was a little bit more activity because the weather is a little bit better in the lake school but uh you know i mean it's still pretty quiet we're not <laughs> We're not far off of Christmas and all. I mean, it's uh, no. It's we're getting cool. there. I mean, we are counting the days now, bud. I know you told me once, Mickey, and I, I I couldn't remember. What are they doing with the boat show this year? Uh, I'm sure it'll be the same. You know that January thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they do it as many days. Yeah. I I guarantee you that's a good kickoff for spring. It really is. Right. You know. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's cool. Then a lot of people, a lot of people, you get it. If you want to, if you want to look at a boat, the boat shows a place to go. I mean, not necessarily buy it, but you can see one of every kind at the, at the boat show. So that's, that's really, really a pretty good deal. But 
anyway, we did, we've had a nice week up here. Uh, uh, the weather's been mild. We hadn't had any bad days. Uh, we had one day we had a little bit of rain, but not not that much, you know. But uh, uh, fishing, uh, you know, I've seen uh, a, a decent amount of black bass come in this week. Uh, uh, nothing, nothing huge or nothing big, but for this time of the year for us, it's pretty good. Uh, catfish have been doing pretty good. I really hadn't, I haven't seen or heard of any uh, white bass being caught. Uh, it's probably, I'm sure there's still some. I saw a photo yesterday. Somebody caught them up there. They had a pile of them laying on a cleaning table. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I Get saw that. the lake or the river, you know. Uh, the lake, I guess. I, yeah. I presume. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I have no no clue this week. I just really don't, uh, you know. This, I mean, that's not to say they can't. They, they could sure be doing it. But right. uh, anyway, most of everybody's uh, 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 out deer hunting or something like that. So anyway, it's just the time time of the year. It, you know, uh, it's a uh, you know this time. I don't even know what that water temperature is today. But you know, normally when it gets just right, those whites they go upstream. You know, we used to uh, uh, do that in. Uh, Real close to Christmas, we used to uh, go upriver uh, and pontoon boat it. Along, you know, if there was enough water coming down, mm-hmm. we'd camp out on the banks, and and uh, those whites would be jammed up in, in the river. I mean, we'd catch we'd catch a lot of them. You know, had a really good time. It sure does. But uh, you know, <laughs> no more water is coming out of the river now. I, I think you'd have a little bit of hard time getting getting up through here in a lot of spots, you know. But, right. Uh, uh, it was a, it was a, that was a long time ago. We, we had a good time doing that. It sure was. But but anyway, you know, that, I tell you what, you know, I'd never seen a, uh, like an eagle before, uh, especially coming out of New Mexico. We just didn't see them very often, but I was up river one day and, and uh, Sitting in a little old flat bottom boat and we're fishing, you you know, the trees growing up around the side, and and mm-hmm. then you can look right straight down the river in an opening, you know. And and I never will forget, uh, Mickey, here come a, a big old eagle flying through there, American eagle. And when it crossed, when it uh, uh, went across the water where you could see him, I mean, you see him once, you never forget what y'all, that's the prettiest bird you ever will oh, see. Oh, I know it. The majestic golden, or bald eagle. Bald eagle, I mean, they are gorgeous, you know. They're a, <laughs> uh, we've had one or two over the years that would, they're, they nest somewhere fairly close to Penwall, but a lot of times then, uh, and I believe it's the month is what, March around, something like that, when they, do their nesting maybe and uh yeah. we'd have one that that uh, fly over the marina you know nearly i don't know where it's going or where it's coming from but it, they was living somewhere close in this area and i mean they're a beautiful bird they really are i mean it sure does but anyway that's kind of the way that goes but everything's kicking on Benoit, it uh you know uh it uh uh, it's just wintertime, the same, it's nearly the same song, second verse, that, that 
uh, it's just a cookie cutter. It's nearly the same every year, you know. You get to wonder where did all the people go, and then uh, you know, hit hit about first of January, middle of January, people start coming back to the lake, and and things start over again. And you know, Mickey, I was talking there last week. I I haven't heard of any really good deer killed. I mean, maybe I'm just uh, listening to the wrong people, but I know everybody's hunting, but I hadn't I hadn't heard any any big wild stories about killing great big deer. But yeah, it's been anyway. kind of sporadic. You know, certain areas uh-huh. of the state are, are producing some good deer, and some others aren't. Yeah. I mean, a yeah. lot of it's weather related too. We just yeah. hadn't had the real you know wintertime weather yeah. yet to really get things yeah. what I call sparked and and going. But uh, you know the. The only good thing about deer hunting that I heard this week, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, he lived right outside of uh, Tenney, New Mexico, and that's about, I don't know, 15 miles from Rio Dosa, New Mexico. And, and uh, we used to run together a lot, a lot of years ago. And, and he's got into this uh, long-range shooting, and uh, he said he killed an elk at just about a, a thousand yards. That's, wow. That, that's that's a that's a long poke, I guarantee you. I mean, that's that's a long long loop. But you know, with the scopes and stuff they have today, you know, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's a lot easier to do. You know, when we was doing yes. that, uh, we were shooting the same rifle. I mean, the thirty out six in is not much different than a thirty out six today. You know, but you know, if 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 you could reach out and 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 knock something down at I don't know two hundred. And somewhere between two and three hundred yards, that was a good shot. It really was. Yeah, back in the day, everybody shooting like a a real nice scope was like a three by nine yeah. loophole, and uh, yeah, uh-huh. I just uh, lob one uh-huh. in. If he's out there, it's real far. We didn't have range finders; you just had to guess at it, no. you know. So, well, that looks yeah. about five hundred. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, put it about well, a foot and a half over his top shoulder there and lob it on yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Well, we used to call that bombing, and uh, bombing. there was one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, one canyon that we'd we'd uh, walk up in that canyon. I mean, it was a hard walk. We'd get to the top, and and there in the outside of uh, Capitan, and it made like a big old a big old saucer, you know. And we'd right. sit on the with the sun to our back, and we would look across canyon, uh, in the back. cell phone with you this morning harry yes sir yeah. okay yeah you started breaking up i'm going well, breaking that sound up. right yeah we're good no, now it's clear. now it's now it's doing it again stand on one leg no it's not i don't know what's going on Yeah, we've had a little bit of that going on this morning. 
Just me, Jace, or are you hearing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not not good. There, now now it is. It's all right. Okay. Yes, we're good. Uh, I, well, maybe it'll hang in there, but you know, we drug that bear downhill. I, I, it took forever again. All you do is just go start going downhill until you hit a road. <laughs> and then, I'd rather drag a bear you, downhill than uphill. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. And you know, I mean, uh, it was that was a mess. Uh, we decided not to do that no more. I mean, that was no, you know, it's too much. You know, that was that's what y'all biting off more than you can chew. Biting <laughs> off all more you can chew. It sure was, but but uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, when you're about 25 years old, you really don't think about things like that. You just go ahead and do them and and uh, exactly. have, have a good time. Do it. It was. You know, I I know uh, me and my wife one time, she went and hunting. That woman went and hunting with me one time, Mickey, and that was all she went in all you these years, her. I mean. You cured her we of that. Did. We did, yeah. You know, uh, we we got up yonder, and she asked, well, where are we going to where are we gonna camp or sleep tonight? And I said, oh, just right out here. And, and she <laughs> didn't know any better than I had. A, we, ha- we had a sleeping <laughs> bag, and they had a tarp. And throw the tarp down on the ground, put the sleeping bag in, and then pull the tarp back over us. She didn't think much of that. We woke up the next morning, had about six inches of snow on top of the tarp. But underneath Lord. the tarp, you, you was real nice and warm, you know. Right. But getting out and, and getting up, you know, when she come out from underneath that tarp, it wasn't no fun at all, you know. I mean, but so that was the last time she went deer hunting. And also, <laughs> we used to do all kinds of uh, things like that. Well, accommodations are so much better now. People don't realize oh, well, how everybody used to rough it when they'd go deer hunting. Uh-uh. I mean, if uh-uh. you just had a little camper shell on the back of a truck and the sleeping bag in there, I mean, that was uh, uh, that was pretty Mickey, good. I never will forget the first one of those that I got. You know, I mean, I mean that was like staying in the Holiday Inn. You know, I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, you could get in out of the weather and and uh, we we had one of those uh, uh, little old Coleman heaters, and I mean it was first first class accommodation, you know. Heavens, but, yes. Uh, I know there's one time we was, we was up a little old one of them little old mountain lakes, and trout season opened. I think is March or something like that, and and uh, we went up yonder for for that, and we go fish and everything, and we had a little old tent, and and um, and old Mike, we was sleeping away and we both woke up i think about two o'clock in the morning it felt like we was in a deep freeze because that little <laughs> heater went out and there was a slit down in the bottom of that tent and i swear it wasn't over six inches long but it felt like a, a blast for a blast cooler blowing in on us and we got yep. up and got the dang pickup and cranked it and spent the rest of the night there you know but she, she'd get out there fishing on those lakes <laughs> and like the iron lines ice up and everything else you know but oh i know it of, man it's, uh, nice fish, them days are over for me well hey harry i oh, gotta run already but right, uh man. somebody wants to call you up at pinwall give them a number man uh up here at pinwall that number is uh 936-967-4752 everybody have a good day today you too harry you, you have a good one good talking to right, you see you, you man bye-bye all right
Well, that just about does it. We're just about out of time here at the Outdoor Show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 